Hey, before we get started, I wanted to let you know that the Women's Social Club chapters are open now in Atlanta, Boston, Charlotte, Chicago, D.C., Denver, Jacksonville, Florida, Memphis, Miami, New York City, Pasadena, California, Wilmington, North Carolina, with multiple chapters in Raleigh, North Carolina, and the surrounding areas. If you're in those cities, come join us at thewomensocialclub.co. And if you don't hear your location, visit our website and click start your own chapter. We'll see you soon and let's get to the show. You need to be comfortable in what you're wearing. Don't be afraid to push the limits, but also that it's not really what you're reflecting in the world. It's the impact that you're having in the world. If you show that you're showing up for yourself and your clients, that could change the trajectory of someone's life that day. To all my hustlers, dreamers, love dealers, I'm that kind of girl. Work hard, play hard, for my own heart, might just rule the world. Welcome to the Women's Social Club, a women supporting women group where we make it easier to connect with new friends and our communities while supporting our local women-owned businesses. I'm Hannah Weisberg, founder and CEO of WSC, and today we're talking about the courage it takes to take risks and follow your dreams, even when it feels uncertain and scary. Our guest is Belle Rape, the founder of Blueprint by Belle and Women's Social Club Chapter Director for Charlotte. Belle and I go way back to our early careers where we worked at a digital marketing agency in Charlotte. Belle was the one who always looked so pretty and put together and the rest of us were just hanging on, trying to stay alive off of saltines and cheese. She's always had an eye for fashion and design, so I can see why she's doing so well as an image consultant and wardrobe stylist. But getting to this point has not been easy. We live on a roller coaster. We're not necessarily on a merry-go-round. So mm-hmm. merry-go-round, it's, it is that fluidity, and you have like a good song that goes with it, but it's a pretty consistent song. There's no ups and downs to it, but we live on a roller coaster in in our world and in our careers that we have, and I actually really like it that way. The roller coaster has taken her to quite a few jobs over the years, and she was using her talents to make money for others. But in 2019, she decided to take the leap to entrepreneurship. I don't know if I necessarily knew it or could verbalize it, but there was always something internally in me that was like, you need to be doing something else. You were designed for something else, not something better, but you were designed for something else. And I don't think that everybody has that same drive in them because some people are much more comfortable being in an office space and having the having more structure in what they're doing. But for me, it I find so much enjoyment and I get so much passion out of creating things and I love it. And I am not quite a serial entrepreneur, but I've had several businesses that I've started and haven't necessarily stuck. So, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. I will say that it is not for the faint of heart. And, you know, I have had other jobs going on in the background that have been more consistent that have allowed me to jump into entrepreneurship in a safer way. And at some point, you just have to say, okay, I am all into this, or this is a hobby. And I don't think that's going to be really anything new for your listeners to hear, but at some point, you have to take that risk, and you have to dive in, and it is super scary. 
you know, I don't think enough women really portray that on social media. Social media is our highlight reel. And, you know, we see all the glamorous things about it. It's kind of like similar to, I think, how mommies feel. Like moms feel like, you know, here's my highlight reel on social media. My family is perfectly coiffed and everyone's smiling. No one's crying. And in the background, some days I'm like, I am over here crying for you. Yeah, I'm crying for you. I like, I'm just in tears, you know? So it's not, it's not for the faint of heart, but I made a decision to jump full in about three and a half years ago and have not looked back, just haven't looked back. So what did that starting off period kind of look like for you transitioning from like agency life to kind of going out on your own? Oh, sister. Well, (laughs) (laughs) um, I, I was truly just so burnt out. So I was in, I was doing marketing for a corporate office and I just, I buried my head in the sand for a little bit because I was so burnt out. I needed to take a, a breather and figure out if I really wanted to do marketing anymore or what, what was I good at? What was I even good at anymore? So I took a breather. It was the first Christmas and Thanksgiving and years that I really enjoyed. And I was super present and I was like, I want more of this. So I got that taste of it and I said, how can I curate this more in my life? What does that look like? So it was extremely scary, and I was just able to kind of reverse engineer what I wanted. I started writing it down and making the vision plain. I mean, Habakkuk 2.2 says that. It says, write your vision down, make it plain. If you don't, you know, if you don't write it down, you don't necessarily know where you're going. But once you write it down, then you have to take actions on it. And I'm such an action taker um, that I was like, okay, what is what is my baby step that's going to get me towards that goal? What's the next baby step that's going to get me towards that goal? And I, I'm still trying to figure it out. So three and a half years later, I'm still trying to figure it out. But hey, we're much further along than we were three and a half years yes. ago. I mean, so. every step leads to the next step. So, you know, a lot of people are scared to start because they want what they start out to be where, you know, they want to end up. And that's... Yeah not possible because you don't know what you prefer. Like you may start where you see someone else doing well or thriving, but then you may get there and be like, this isn't really the right fit for me. So like, what are the things like you said that light me up about Mm -hmm. what I'm doing now? Yeah, And then you can take that and feed that into getting to the next step. Okay. So I like these parts, but like, what am I missing? Yes. Yeah. And what is my audience missing? What do they keep asking me for? So truly it was a lot of listening and trying to gather some of that feedback and just getting quiet enough to listen, honestly, instead of what do I want to do? Um, because it wasn't, it's not the bell show every day. It's about my clients. How am I serving my clients? How am I showing up for my clients? And truthfully, you know, I started out with, you know, my background is in marketing. It's in project management. So I had clients who were asking me to do project management for them within the marketing field. And I love that. And then more and more clients were asking me, well, how did you, how did you put that outfit together to show up for that event? What did that look like? Or they would say, can you help me? I have an event that I need to be present for. This is the background of it. And can you help me put an outfit together? And I was like, yeah. So I started leaning a little bit more into that. And then truthfully, I had two business coaches who both of them, I adore, but both of them said, you can't do both. You have to decide which one. And it wasn't until recently that I said, no, I can do both and I'm going to. So watch me and I'm doing it. So 
that's where, you know, I still have such a big passion for marketing and brand strategy and helping people figure out, like, what does your identity really portray? What does your identity say of you? I mean, you have maybe five to seven seconds before someone judges you and determines who you are top to bottom before you even open your mouth. So that part's really exciting to me to help someone define that. And, um, you know, how are they showing up? What does that mean when they show up to a speaking engagement? And are they showing up fully present? Are they worried that their fly is down? Or (laughs) are they confident? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) They don't need to be worrying about what they look like. They need to be comfortable in their skin and know that they are showing up to do what God designed them to do. I'm doing what God designed me to do, and it's to help and serve them so that they can show up then and do their skill sets and do what God designed them to do. So I have figured out how to blend the two between brand strategy and image consulting and get my clients into a really comfortable space. And I'm super comfortable there too. So it's it's an ever-evolving business, and I'm sure there's going to be another iteration of it at some point, but this just feels so good right now for the time being. And my clients are super thrilled and happy. And then I'm happy too. So (laughs) that's what's most important because you, it's like when mom's happy, the family's happy. So when you're happy, (laughs) your family, like your client family is happy because they feed off of you. Yes. Yeah. And then that's where, you know, you can see it on someone's face when they are truly comfortable and they can go out and do what they were meant to do. Um, versus someone that's like, you know, if I put them in something, you know, in an outfit that they're not super comfortable in, I'm like, "Mm -mm, take it, just take it off. I know you're not comfortable in this. This is, it's on brand for you, but you're not comfortable. Or I can say, okay, this is, this is not on brand for you. And let's talk about why. So yeah, you can see it on someone's face immediately when they're not comfortable. So I don't want be, I don't want to be the catalyst that starts that change for them that they are not comfortable. I want to be the catalyst that's like, you are gorgeous. Go do what you were supposed to do. Have confidence in your skill sets. Go. Yeah. Do you think your experience from the agency side of things helped you kind of have a head start or know how to start building your own brand for yourself? Yes. And I will tell you a story that <laughs> I've got a story for you. <laughs> <laughs> I I was taught from a very young age. Um, thankfully, you know, I have an amazing family that surrounds me. And um, my grandmother was my barometer for anything that I wore um, from a very young age. If I was going to walk out of the house, I would ask myself, would would Mimi be okay with me wearing this? <laughs> <laughs> so that was the, that was my catalyst even in college. And of course, you know, I wore some things that were probably not the best. We all like try different things out. We all have seasons. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So there was a day when we were in the agency and our client just happened to be going through through town and they came in and I was not dressed. And I was, I was embarrassed. And at at the end of the day, like, it's really not that big of a deal. I understand I'm not saving lives by doing what I'm doing, but I was not dressed. I wasn't presentable for my client. And that's never how, like, I don't want to lose trust because I'm not presenting myself in the best manner every day that I possibly can. And 
yeah, I was just, that was very embarrassing for me. And I never want to have that experience again, you know, because I want to, I ask my clients to show up in their best light possible, still be authentic, be genuine with me. If you're having a great day, tell me. If you're not having a great day, tell me. But just get dressed and feel your best. Yeah. Were you able to tap into those relationships with people that you had developed those relationships with on the corporate side when building your own brand? So did those existing relationships sort of help you shape what you were doing in the future? Were you able to lean on them, kind of run ideas off of them? What did that look like? Oh, yeah, that's, that is such a great question. So I lived in New York. I worked for Tiffany in their marketing department, and that was huge for me. I mean, we had a dress code. I mean, and when you're working in a luxury environment, oh, yeah. you don't need to you know, have your best drip on every day, but you never know when someone's going to come walking through. And I was constantly on the floor with our VPs and executives. So I always had to be best dressed. But through that, I built such great relationships that I was able to reach out to a couple people and say, hey, I have this business idea. What does this sound like to you? Um, so from that, from I have everything everywhere from that perspective all the way to, you know, women's organizations that I'm a part of and um, other executives that I had worked with in Charlotte. And I'm like, is this a, a need in Charlotte? What does this look like? Um, and I had also worked with a custom suit company at the time, and they kept telling me, they were like, Belle, you have got to do this. We need your services. We know other people in Charlotte need your services. So they helped craft really what I was kind of bringing to life and yes. gave that encouragement to do it. They helped me see the need for it and really bring it to life, which was so helpful. So yes. helpful. You know, I'm, people say that they got places on their own and you did not. That's such a lie. Like give credit <laughs> where credit is due. Come on. You're using people in your life to get everywhere where you are. So yes, relationships are so important. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They help bridge the gaps between like where you are and where you want to be for sure. And we, when you have that symbiotic relationship where you're offering to help them, they're offering to help you. And it kind of goes back and forth during different seasons and different times and changes and things. It's, it's crazy to see where everyone evolves, yes. like out of Everyone has different strengths, different connections, different things that they can help you with. And then you're able to reciprocate in ways where they might be struggling. Yeah. And it's really cool to see how we all kind of like rise together. Yes. Well, and I think you bring up a really good point. You talk about the symbiotic relationship. And I'm going to say, you know, don't be afraid to do work for free. You know, uh, <laughs> bring yourself down a notch or two and work for free. That's how you get experience. I don't know if anybody remembers internships, but <laughs> I did so many unpaid internships in college because I wanted to learn. I wanted to know really what I didn't like about a job. And if that were what I was going to walk into, could I deal with that on a daily basis? And, you know, I did, I, I, I have lost count of how many styling sessions I have done for free because I really wanted to make sure that I was walking into something that would be sustainable for me and for my relationship with my husband, with my family. What is What are the stress levels of it? What are the joy points in it? Um, 
but yeah, when you have that symbiotic relationship with other people, you, you know, you use each other, you bounce off ideas off of each other. And again, like rising tides raise all ships. So you are building them up while you're building yourself up too. And that is going to come back to you tenfold. For sure. Absolutely. And you get experience doing it. So do not be afraid to work for free, y'all. I mean, I just, I can't preach that enough. I can't. What would you say has been like one of the hardest challenges to date going through this transition into entrepreneurship, whether it be personal, professional, Mm. I mean, a combination of both? The hours, number one. Yeah. Yeah, because we all see like the glamour on Instagram and TikTok where like the person, the entrepreneur who's making $5 million a day and they work two minutes a day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good Is for you. real? Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, good for you. That's amazing. I don't believe you. Yeah. I don't believe you. So, and maybe they have enough residual income at that point that they are doing wonderful. And that's the point that we all want to be at. But there are so many hours that go into this and it's, it's thankless. And, you know, but if you want it, if you want it enough, you've got to be willing to put in the work. I will say that there need to be boundaries put around that. And I'm not the best with boundaries. I'm getting better. You know, you can't have a hustle mentality all the time. It's not healthy. And there has to be seasons of it. So set a timer, put a timeline on it and just say, okay, we're going to go hard for six to eight weeks. And then that this has got to be put down for a second so that you can focus on something else to grow the business. Because the ultimate goal is to be working on the business and not in the business. Yes. And, you know, one of my clients, actually, he's just telling me, he's like, what is your end goal? How are you planning to sell this business? You need to have an exit strategy from day one. Mm -hmm. So that's given me a lot to think about also. And if I keep working at the pace that I am, I'm never going to get there. Mm -hmm. So that's been really hard. Um, Having a spouse that's extremely supportive, um, has been amazing, but it's also a challenge in just saying, okay, this is going to be eight weeks of really hard work. So it's planning for those times together where we have moments like, okay, let's talk about our week. What does this look like? Like tomorrow night, we have a date night planned for for an hour that we can sit down and just talk about things. And y'all, I know that that sounds crazy, but (laughs) it truly is the reality of it. Because if you don't plan those times, it just may not happen. I'm sure you've experienced some of that too. For sure. Yeah. And it is. It's one of those things where you have to set, it's a weird, everyone has a different need and what will make them be able to be present. So like Mm -hmm. for me, if I know I have like these huge hot things waiting for me, I am, I could turn off or disconnect, but I will not be where I am at. So for me, even on the weekend, (laughs) like I get up a little bit earlier then my family, just like, I mean, even 30 minutes or an hour, and I go through my email. Mm-hmm. And then I know I'm in a good spot, and I have my messages on from, like, our team, so I'm able to keep in contact with them. But I try not to be on, like, social or anything like that on mm-hmm. the weekends. I really try. If, like, I'm available, as for our team. And setting that boundary has been really helpful for me. Um So then during the week, I can really be focused on, you know, like social and client facing and being as responsive as possible during those times. But everyone knows like we're human and like if it takes 
I always try to respond within 24 hours. That's kind of my rule. But mm-hmm. like if I'm really burnt out um, or if I'm taking a day, like, you know, you can rate the level of urgency. And yes. I think that's something that as you start growing in business, you kind of start learning, okay, if I wait, you know, until Monday to handle this, is anything going to be affected or changed? Like if I let them know, hey, I've seen this and I will get back to you, but I'm taking a couple days. Mm-hmm. You know, they know I've seen it. They know I'm going to get back to them. Whereas there are some things where it's like this is happening right now and it is, I mean, it could like spiral and affect like a really big deal. Like, for example, we had an event in New York and like there was an issue with checking in and like something like that. And that's like people are waiting and, you know, that's (laughs) urgent. That's like, I can't be like, I'll get back to you on Monday. Right. Right. (laughs) Yes. But you put up those like parameters in your mind. So then when those urgent things come up, you have the space to deal with them without freaking out. Yes. And then you also like know what's coming in terms of like dealing with other problems. But that's something too, like no one can tell you, which I think is the hardest Mm. thing because it's so independent to Mm. your business. Like I can tell you what works for me, Mm -hmm. but like everyone is different. Everyone's wired different everyone's businesses are different. So yeah, I think it is such a personal experience and that can also be really hard as mm-hmm. an entrepreneur because it does feel like you're in it alone when it comes to that mm-hmm. because you really have to just dig deep. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why it's so important to cultivate those conversations too. Like, don't be afraid to reach out. I mean, I will reach out to people in the same industry. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, one of my friends says collaboration over competition, and I 100% agree with that. You know, there's enough business out there for everybody what is meant for you will come to you that is going to happen. Yeah. So, and I know I've reached out to you on, you know, marketing stuff before because I know you have the background and I trust your opinion on it as well. And I'm like, hey, I'm stuck. What do you, how do you do this? And, you know, as from a wardrobe, um, from an image consultant perspective, I have a weekly call with another stylist and she's in Boston mm-hmm. and we bounce ideas off of each other. That's awesome. So it's just, it has been it has served both of our businesses so well. And we are so open to give and share what we have. You know, we don't charge any each other for the call, but we take an hour each week and we're on that call with each other. And it's incredible. And some weeks it's like, hey, I got 10 minutes, which yeah. And we talk about what our goals are for the week. What do you need to accomplish this week to move your business forward? And I think that and there aren't enough people, women included, you know, men and women, who aren't willing to have those conversations. They're not willing to break down that barrier for themselves and say, I don't know this. Can you help me? I'm stuck. Or, hey, how'd you do that? That was really cool. You know, just give someone a shout out. And just be yes. like, hey, I, I 100% stole this idea from someone else and <laughs> it's great. So I'm going to use it. Like, stop creating, recreating the wheel when it doesn't need to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what's something going the other direction that you in your business, personal, professional, have accomplished that's been surprising to you that you never expected to reach? Like we all have like steps and you reach it and you're just like, oh my God, I never thought that would be something yes. I would experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've never really been big in creating vision boards until the past couple of years. 
And when I started creating the vision boards and I create it in Canva, super simple, but I keep it up on my laptop. So every time I open my laptop, I see it and it's there. So the first thing that was on there, and this seems so frivolous, <laughs> but coming from an image consultant and, you know, wardrobe stylist, I wanted a pink suit. I have wanted a pink suit for so long. <laughs> so <laughs> I put it on there and I checked that off really quickly. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's reaching financial goals that I want to get to. It's having a caliber of clientele that I want to have. And because I have put those things down and I've described them so intricately and in detail that they've come because I'm, you know, and I think it's because I'm looking for that every day. There is a North Star that I'm reaching out to every day. I know where my trajectory is pointed. And um, once I started doing that, like things have started to come. I've just truly been surprised by that. I've heard people say it over and over, you know, just it's just like Habakkuk 2-2, write your vision down and make it plain. And yeah. since I started doing that, it's, I'm like, wow, okay. But I think that your internal compass and your mindset, um, your subconscious thinks about those things and where you want to go and what you want to do. So, And there's something about having that visual. And then when you reach it mm-hmm. and having that suit, I mean, as specific as possible when I've yeah. done those, it's <laughs> like the more specific I am that when I reach it, it's like the more gratifying it is because you're like, oh, my God, a year ago. Yes. This is something I dreamed about. Like yes. this, no matter how insignificant it might be to someone else like Mm -hmm. that represents you leveling up yes yeah and it's growth it's just it's growth and growth happens growth comes and I talk to my clients about leveling up all the time I'm like you don't have to do it in big big ways you know what is that little thing that is just gonna put you just a little bit above and make you stand out what are the things that you have that are gonna make you stand out So um, I tell them to think through that as well. So just level up a little bit. Yes. Don't be afraid to try something uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) Every day. Just every day. (laughs) So what's one idea that someone in your industry or people in your industry have said that you don't agree with? So are there any like rules that you're like, well, yeah, and I different. I will say rules are meant to be broken. Mm -hmm. I I do it all the time in fashion, in the fashion industry. Other than that, I am, I'm pretty type A. I follow the rules. Um, I've talked about this ad nauseum about meeting deadlines. (laughs) (laughs) Like, please meet a deadline. I try and set expectations as much as possible. So don't break those rules. But um, (laughs) within the fashion industry, break a rule. You know, if there is something that you want to wear that you feel super comfortable in, go for it. You know, just because... Red may not technically be your color. Wear red. And that's, I've had a client who that was her thing. Red was not her color, but sister loved some red. And I'm like, go for it. It's your power color. So do it. Or yes. wearing white before <laughs> Memorial Oh my Day. gosh, yeah. Like <laughs> I'm a neutrals person. So that would be 50% of my wardrobe <laughs> that I couldn't wear. That's like everything I own is like black, gray, white, tan, nude. It's like... <laughs> And I have that because it's really simple to mix and match. So I don't have to think a lot about what I'm wearing. Like it's very simple. It doesn't cause me a lot of stress. I buy like things that are similar. I've learned the fits that I'm comfortable in. Mm -hmm. And then what makes me feel like 
also put together and nice. So I'm not, don't feel sloppy even though I'm comfortable. Yes. And then I just buy a lot of similar things. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, very much a capsule wardrobe with like (laughs) pops of things. Yes. Pops of exciting things here and there. You have what my, one of my clients calls her garanimals wardrobe. Yes. She likes to just reach in and like, oh, this matches this. And oh, we go. And that's what I design for my clients. I love to design a reach, grab and go wardrobe for them. Cause I'm like, you are busy. You need to be able to open your closet door, reach in, grab something out. And you know, you feel comfortable in it. You know, you look polished and you feel so good in it. Just all the things that you were saying, you know, you're comfortable, you're confident and you're polished. So reach in, just reach in your closet, grab something, put it on and you know, you're good to go. What do you think is the biggest thing that people get wrong when it comes to picking out items for themselves or styling themselves? Fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hands down, fit. I mean, because, you know, fit changes how something will drape on your body. Everybody's body is different. And just because also like a size two in a store and one store is not a size two in another store. So don't be afraid to try on multiple sizes. And, you know, I've tried on everything from an extra small to a large and like, well, I like the way that this large fits on me. Mm -hmm. This is how I want it to wear. Mm -hmm. Um, Have a good tailor, you know, have a great, great tailor that you absolutely no can do great work and don't be afraid to buy something and get it altered. There's, there's no shame in that. You know, if you're going to spend money on a quality item, make sure that it fits well. That's, it's super simple. You know, I take things all the time to get altered. There's nothing wrong with that because I know how I want it to fit on me. So I know I'm not a box. I'm not the fit model that they use to get the sizing from. So I can't expect to fit in that everywhere and no one else can. Mm -hmm. So if it doesn't fit right, but it's close, go get it altered. So speaking of like building your wardrobe. So Mm -hmm. let's say I feel like at the beginning of seasons, it's like the perfect time because you're ready for something fresh. So we're in spring right now, heading into summer. And I feel like that's such a fun season to like, really like try new things. Mm -hmm. And then as you get into fall, winter, like you can try, like that's a whole nother like season to build. So Mm. how do you, like, where do you start? Is it expensive? What pieces should you focus on first? Yeah, that's, that is a great question. And this commercial break is now brought to you by (laughs) Blueprint by Bell. (laughs) (laughs) On my website, it's one of the first things I started with. It's a freebie that's on my website and I want everybody to go snatch it up because it's for men and women. And I say, you just need to have three amazing pieces in your closet and you can build off of that. So I tell my clients always have a great button down shirt. It can be white or blue Um, a great pair of denim, and a blazer. So a blazer, I mean, that's going to be your layer that's going to carry you through year-round. And guys, if you're on a date and your date gets cold, you can (laughs) give her your blazer. (laughs) Chivalry's not dead. Um, So those are three pieces for men and women that they can have. So I absolutely suggest that. And then you build off from there. So um, those pieces, I 100% say, be willing to invest just a little bit more in those because you're going to have them for a while. Um, You know, not everybody wants to go down the custom route for a blazer. And I didn't either until I started working in the industry. And it is, for me, it was 
such a confidence booster. I mean, even more of a confidence booster and um, because it fits so well, you know, but I've also have blazers that are off the shelf that are off the rack that I love just as much too. But I've been, I'll, I'm willing to invest a little bit more in them because I know the quality is better, the stitching's better. Um, it'll last a little bit longer. For sure. You'll have it forever. Yeah. But then I have, I shop at consignment stores and thrift stores mm-hmm. too. I love mixing the high and low, but having those basic pieces that you build from is crucial for any wardrobe. And then as each season changes, you can pull some of the trendier items that you want to just try out. And maybe you, for you, you may think that you love it. And then when you go put it on, you're like, eh, this is not really for me. This isn't the right color. It's not the right fit. This is not the right style that I think I want to do. I'm, I'm maybe a little bit too old for this, or this is, you know, not quite it. Or one of the big things now is that I see a lot of fashion from the nineties coming back oh, in. And I'm like, yeah. um, I wore that once. Should I attempt to wear it again? <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't look that great on me the first time around. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it looks so cute. Like on my nieces and I'm like, oh, man, y'all didn't go through an awkward phase at all. Yeah. Look at this. Mm-mm. That did not look like that when I wore it. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of your services, so you mentioned you have this freebie that people can grab. Yes. So yeah. what specifically types of services do you offer? And do you have to be local to work with you or can you work with people remotely? Yeah, you can. I can work with people remotely. That is a beautiful thing about the world that we live in now. Um, so I can curate digital wardrobes for each of my clients and there's an app that is free to them that they can have their wardrobe in their pocket on their phone. So anytime they are out shopping, they can see everything that's in their wardrobe, all outfits that we put together, what they should be shopping for, what colors they need that are going to look best on them. Um, so I provide that in my service offerings to all my clients, um, if they want to come into Charlotte, I'll do a two-hour shopping experience with them live and in person. If they aren't in the Charlotte area, I can source things and put it in their digital wardrobe for them. And then also what we do, I work on their brand strategy as well. So brand strategy, when I work with clients on specifically brand strategy, we talk about their ABCs. So it's not just what you're wearing. We talk about your appearance, your behavior, and your communication So we really call all three of those things together. We call them down. We put all three of those things together to create a package for them. And I primarily work with CEOs, business owners, and entrepreneurs because thats they're the ones who have come to me the most and who have needed the help and saying, I have a presentation that I'm going to. This is the environment that I'm going to be in. This is who I'm addressing So we talk about not only what they're wearing, how they respond and how they act in that environment. So their behavior and then also how they communicate with the people that are there. Because it's not just you go in, you do your talk, and then you leave. Mm -mm. How much time are you going to be networking? What are you saying when you're networking? Are you selling a product when you're networking with these people? So we want to make sure that we have all of that put in a pretty package for them. That's amazing. I could have used that when I was in New York a month ago. I didn't know that this was going to be happening. It just like happened to happen when I was there where, you know, a coffee meeting then turned into like, hey, like we're having like a super relaxed like cocktail party at our house tonight. Like it's not big. It's like very informal. Feel free to stop by. And I had meetings the whole day back to back. So I just went straight from like, you know, I assumed it would be like, 
relaxed, as they said, but relaxed mm-hmm. in New York on a Tuesday at seven. Very is not relaxed in Raleigh <laughs> on a Tuesday at seven. It is not the same. So I showed up and I was like, oh my gosh, like these are the caliber of people that are here. My face feels so grimy. I do not feel like put together. And I was like, I have to fake this. Like I need to just like internally like wrap this up and when I leave I can feel all the feelings yes but oh my gosh Mm -hmm. I could have left that room going in had I known but if I would have prepped a little bit more and taken a little bit more time and like gotten myself judged and like (laughs) you know had like a prep of like this is what it could be Mm -hmm. session with someone in case it is what should I do like how should I do this because yeah. I could have left with so many great connections yeah. and I got no connections oh, no. because I was like, <gasps> like, what is that? I connected, yeah. you know, with the person who I was there with. But like, I was so insecure and like not, I don't know. I oh. just, it was like I was levitating watching everything happen. Around oh, me. yeah. <laughs> when you feel out of, that is an out of body experience. Because yes. you know that you can show up better and yes. more prepared had you known. And some of those things truly, like, you cannot plan for those things, and you just got to roll with it. You've got to roll with it. It's easier said than done, trust me, because I feel, I felt all the feelings that you were just expressing, for sure. So, but this is also, like, when I'm getting my clients ready for a trip, I'm like, okay, you're taking a carry-on, right? And if they're not, I'm like, no, you're taking a carry-on, right? And make sure that you have a change of clothes in your carry-on. Make sure that you have some mints in there, you know, because you never know where your luggage is going to end up. Oh, yeah. So, you know, kind of have a little bit of a backup plan and we'll talk through their schedule for the day. And I'm like, okay, what? let's play the what if game, you know, to try and help set some expectations. What if your meetings run longer and you are with this set of dignitaries and now you have to go to a dinner? And I'm like, okay, will that carry you from this meeting into a dinner yes. session? What does that look like? Or, you know, if you're a mom, like, Meetings run over all the time. You're constantly running and on the go. So it's like, okay, if you wear this to work today, but you have your child's soccer game in the afternoon, just throw a pair of shoes in your car, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I tell my clients too, especially when they are flying now, because obviously our world's opening back up and people are flying more. So I tell them like, what are you wearing when you're flying? Do ne- never wear your pajamas. Just don't because your next client could be sitting next to you and you yes. need to look like you have some sense in your head. Yeah. So... <laughs> And like you won't feel like you won't even put yourself out there, right? To get that opportunity, if you aren't, right? You right. know, at yeah. least like you don't have to be like dressed to the nines, no. but you should be like in a space that, you know, should you strike up a conversation or run into someone, which I've heard so many people yeah. make connections on airplanes or in the mm-hmm. travel like experience on trains in a taxi, yeah. like unexpectedly is where you hear a lot of like the biggest moments happen for people. Yes. Yes. Well, and I've talked, I work with a lot of real estate agents also, and they, a a lot of the women have talked to me about like, well, I'm running out of the house in the morning. I'm throwing my children in the car and their lunch and all the things. I barely have time to put my, put a jacket on myself, you know, put something over my pajamas or my robe. Um, And I'm like, okay, well, Let's just elevate that a little bit more. You do not have to put on glam, glam, but just put a pair of earrings in and some gloss on your lips. If your hair is not done, throw a ball cap on. That's fine. That's fine. So now that we're in spring and summer, what are like 
the five pieces, like for a woman, let's say like if you're traveling, you want to go on a carry-on. And so like the capsule idea with like, you know, how to pack and like what are the five pieces you could need that you could trade in and out and have a put together look. Cause like what I'm thinking is like something you just said. So like, let's say we redid the New York trip and like, you know, we go to the park during the day with Owen. There's like, there are some really cute like jumpers and dresses that I could wear with like flip flops or sneakers. But then I could also put them like with a nice pair of flats. And like, if, like you said, a blazer, throw mm-hmm. that on. So like, what would you say if you have five pieces? Yeah, that that's such a great question. That's where my head went was a sundress because it is typically warm now. I mean, I know we're in the South, so I default to automatically sweating. I'm sweating now thinking Always. about it. <laughs> yes. So, so a sundress, that blazer, some kind of wrap that's just going to elevate your look if you need to. I do love a classic espadrille. Um, you know, it just... Anybody who's in just a little bit of a heel, it doesn't have to be a high, high espadrille, but just a little bit, it sets your posture just a little bit taller. Um, and I think that that just kind of elevates your confidence just a little bit more. Um, and then a great sneaker. I mean, Golden Goose, those are, they're still in. I'm a Vans girl and you can customize Vans. So of course I'm in the South, so I monogram my Vans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a great one also. And then uh, jeans are really hot, but just have a good pair of jeans that don't have holes in them. And then that classic, just a white button down. And y'all can go to J. Crew, J. Crew Factory and just get a great white button down. You can throw on a silver necklace, gold necklace. It doesn't have to be anything super fancy, but it just, it looks polished and you look like you showed up. You were there for the day. You showed up for the people that you showed up for yourself and you showed up for the people that you're with. So yeah, those are my big things. So wrapping up, what is the most important thing for people to remember when it comes to their own personal fashion? I would truly say you need to be comfortable in what you're wearing. Don't be afraid to push the limits, but also that it's not really what you're reflecting in the world. It's the impact that you're having in the world. So again, like we're not curing cancer, but if you show that you're showing up for yourself and your clients, that could change the trajectory of someone's life that day. And you know, that person could say, oh, you know, whoever you're meeting with could say, well, that, you know, Hannah showed up for me today. I am so grateful for that. I just needed someone to show up for me in my life today and to be present. It truly is. It's just that one little thing that you can do for yourself to make yourself feel great about, you know, your appearance and your presence and your positive posture and what you are, how you're impacting the world through that. So we don't want to be a projection of ourselves, mm-hmm. but a reflection of of God and our creator and who we were made to be and who we were designed to be. And your energy does like what you walk in with, like that does impact who you're around and it yes. is contagious. So if you show up and you feel really good in yourself, that does translate to the person that you're meeting with who might ha- be having sort of a rough day. Mm-hmm. So they are going to feed off of that that energy that you bring. Um, So what's the best way for our listeners to connect with you and find you? Oh, 
So I am constantly on Instagram. So I'm at Bell Rape. And you can connect with me on uh, my website as well. It's blueprintbybell.com. Um, and then I'm on Facebook. It's Bell Darden. <laughs> Somehow Facebook doesn't like my last name, so it wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't connect. So, but yeah, mostly the things that are on Facebook, it's the same thing that are on Instagram because they're little yes, family. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Instagram is, it's the best. Um, or just send me an email at bell at blueprintbybell.com. So. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you for coming today. It's thank been you. really nice catching up. And you will continue to see Belle as a regular active part of Women's Social Club. If you're in the Charlotte area, you can use all of those ways to reach out to her as well about that. And she's actually putting together, this will air after the fact, but she is putting together um, a handbag, very exclusive event that we're partnering with um, in Charlotte for this week. So lots of fun things coming up and we're so excited to to have you on the team. Thank you. And thanks for having me today. This has been so fun and just so great to see your beautiful face in person. <laughs> and you're putting out incredible things for so many cities in the United States. And I just am so honored to be a part of it. Thank you so much to Bell Rape, who you can find at Blueprint by Bell. That's B-E-L-L-E dot com. And a few ways to follow Women's Social Club. One, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. And two, you can visit thewomensocialclub.co and find the community that's closest to you. If there's nothing close to you, please let us know. And third, Follow us on social media where you'll find clips of this podcast as well as Women's Social Club's events throughout the country. We're at Women's Social Club on both Instagram and TikTok and at The Women's Social Club on Facebook. This podcast is edited and produced by Earfluence. I'm Hannah Weisberg. On behalf of everyone at The Women's Social Club, we can't wait to welcome you into our sisterhood. We'll see you again soon with the next episode.